Hello, this is Bobby George from the Bondek Montessori. I am here joined by Mrs. Bauer, our fearless assistant to infancy guide. Um, we'd love to have a conversation today about what exactly the Montessori toddler classroom looks like, how it works, and more generally, why it's so special. Mrs. Bauer, would you like to try to tell us some of the history and theory behind the toddler room? Yeah. Um, the toddler room was not initially started by Maria Montessori. It was obviously um, supported by her, but it wasn't her brainchild. Um, a woman named Adela Costa Gnocchi was part of starting it, and um, Dr. Montanaro gave one of the first classes in Italy to a group of five women from all around the world. Um, and the Ada I program was started for families that couldn't be home with their young children, so there was a nido, which means nest for young um, babies from eight weeks up until walking, and then after they're walking, they go to the toddler classroom, and they work on things like language and motor skills, and then we move them on. Awesome. Um, so, like, traditionally speaking, it seems like Montessori is kind of underserved in the public education sector. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like the toddler community is underserved in the Montessori sector? I think a lot of people don't know that Montessori is for young, young children, too. I think people who know about Montessori know the primary and elementary settings of it, but don't always know that it's for children who aren't speaking yet. Yeah. yeah. What are some of the things that we can do to engage those families and communities to bring more awareness to the magic that happens here every day? Yeah, I think we do a great job here of showing pictures of what these young children do and... Um, just educating people about how young children are so capable and, yeah, I don't know. Awesome. Uh, maybe it may be helpful for our listeners if you could walk us through, like, how the room is set up and, like, what would, what would we expect to see kind of on a daily basis yeah. in the classroom. So the toddler classroom has a few different areas. Um, we have practical life, psychosensory motor, language, and self-expression. And these are our four big areas. And in the practical life area, we have care of self and care of the environment. And most of these children start doing things that are care of self because they are egocentric, thinking about themselves. And as they develop, they think outward into the community and their environment. So they do things first, like washing their hands, brushing their hair. And then eventually they sweep and take care of plants and wash the windows. And that's what our practical life looks like. Um... The psychosensory motor area is for refining motor skills and working on dis different grasps, which becomes important in the primary classroom. So these children are working on getting that really refined pincer grasp by doing different things like bead stringing, working on different, placing discs on different sized dowels, and um, eventually they get to do sewing and a glue box, which are things that require multi-steps. Um, and it helps them to become responsible for cleaning up a work and, yeah, those grasps and motor skills. Yeah. Um, and language is a huge focus in our classroom. So we try to have things everywhere that encourage language, but the specific language area works by introducing a child to a real object and saying, this is a brush. Show me the brush. And we do that and we work towards the abstraction of language, so they eventually can look at a picture and say, this is a picture of a brush, and it's a brush. 
And that's what we do with language. So and we first introduce them to like a concrete appreciation. Yep, concrete. Um, yep. And slowly move them to yes. abstract ideas. Exactly. Um, so maybe taking another step back, mm-hmm. um, how you have really unique experience in that you were an assistant in a primary Montessori classroom, yeah. and then you went on to become a lead teacher in the toddler environment. Mm-hmm. So could you speak to two things? One, uh, how do you see the differences between the primary and the toddler? And two, what advantages do you feel you have as having that experience? Yeah. So the differences are many. Um, our children are not yet verbal always when they come into the classroom. So we do lots of working on language skills and how do we talk to others? How do we interact with others? Um, and a lot of our classroom is, I like this. It looks cool. So I'm going to take it off the shelf and I get to do it. And that's something that doesn't happen in the primary classroom. So we work with the, from very young to older children on picking a work that's suitable for them. And right away, they might take anything out and do their best at it. But eventually, when they're older, we say, okay, what work will challenge you? And what do you feel like you want to be better at? And so that's one thing we work on. Um, The primary students also don't need as much direction throughout their work. So with the toddlers, we have to be on them and working with them the whole duration of something. So if I show a child sewing. I can't walk away from them while I'm showing them sewing. I have to sit with them throughout all of it and be there to support them. And I might have to show them five or six times all the way through before they get it. But it's a fun challenge. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So how about your experience as an assistant? How did that transfer over to the toddler? I think it was really helpful to be able to see children from three to six and know the product and know what I was working towards. Um, so when I went in to do my training, I was seeing the way we teach them and the way they're growing and the developing. And I was able to say, okay, I know what a six-year-old who has been fostered in this environment looks like. And how do I get to that point? And I think that was a really helpful advantage. Yeah. So what, what kind of lessons do you think you can share with other people that might be interested in pursuing, uh, Montessori, whether that's the toddler or primary? What what would be a great point of entry you th- feel for a prospective individual that would be interested in adopting this way of life? Mm-hmm. I think there are so many helpful blogs out there, and I think um, observing young children is really crucial. And evaluating yourself and how do you how do you work as a person? Are you patient? Are you tolerant? Are you uh, willing to? let a child do something on their own. There are many times I have to sit on my hands and just watch them and let it happen. And I think um, just like seeing the beauty of childhood and seeing the beauty of children and the way they develop is something really important to this job. Yeah. Great. Um, One of the hardest things I've ever had to witness at Bombeck is the day that you walked your first student down the hallway and into a primary classroom. Uh, I think there was tears in everybody's eyes Everyone. around here. So do you have any insights into how you can identify when a toddler is ready to transition to primary? Yeah. Some of the things we see are a child who has been working diligently suddenly is just wandering, doesn't really feel compelled to do anything else in the classroom. And um, this is showing us that they've exhausted the work and they're 
they've reached perfection in a lot of the areas. Um, so that's something we look for. We look for children who can complete multiple steps of a work, um, put it away, and find something else to do without being asked to. Um, we also focus a lot on toileting, and once there's some toileting readiness, then that's another sign that we look for. Um, we look for verbal skills and the ability to communicate, especially using the word I. A lot of the times I see that switch where they say, I am hungry. I want to do this. And that is one of the biggest indicators for me that they're ready to go. Um, it's just the development of their brain and language skills coming together. And um, it, it must be a, a different type of experience because um, you, you help our students transition into a primary classroom and then they're kind of on their own. Mm -hmm. So what kind of like um, outcomes or hopes do you have for your students knowing that you are no longer directly involved in that learning process? For yeah, them? I always hope that I've done what I need to do for them. Like with things like lunch, I hope that I've prepared them enough for the process of taking out their food and putting away their food um, so that they're successful in their classroom. And I hope that they've gained the language skills that they need to communicate with older children and a new, a new adult. Um, I hope I've given them confidence and uh, that they can come into this big classroom with lots of big kids and still feel like I can do this and I can do anything. Are there things that primary teachers can do to better support this, your efforts in this transition? Yeah. And, and what, are those, what are those tips? I think it's important for them to understand the development of these children and to know what their past environment was like. Um, our teachers here have been great at knowing the toddlers can take out the work that they want to take out, but that's not the way it works in primary. So how do we um, build a bridge for that and... Um, yeah, just knowing how to build the bridges for all of those kinds of things that might be different between the two environments. Um, and having a lot of patience is really important because it's a hard time for everybody. It's a new time for everyone. Right. Yeah. Well, we see your patience all the time. <laughs> and thank you for having the patience for chatting with us yeah. today. So uh, a bigger question and mm -hmm. perhaps our final one today, uh, which is our society doesn't really value children the way we think it mm -hmm. should. So can you share any thoughts on how we can change that conversation to shift the emphasis on the importance of early childhood education? Yeah, it's so important. They're, it's just amazing the things that these young children can do. And if you empower them to do something when they're so young, it's they're going to be so much better off in the long run. And I think it's important for adults to see that if things are available for children, they can do it. And if they're talked to like a human being, they are a human being. And if you let them explore, they're going to learn. And I think, yeah, we just need to let them, let them do and let them be and let them create. Yeah. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Mrs. Bauer, and thank you all for joining us. Um, if you've enjoyed our conversation, please continue to follow along at bondec.org. Until next time, thank you.